When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Last hour of the show. And then, well, we got a little break, but at 7.30 we got the pregame for Texas versus Kansas on Big Monday. And then we'll have the tip-off coming for you at 8 o'clock right here on 104.9 The Horn. Smooth Soul Monday. My man Patrick doing a great job DJing a Smooth Soul Monday. Hopefully it picks up your spirits uh, this Monday. You can be a part of the show. Specs text signs the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. That's the number. Uh, I am at uh, Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. My man Harge at Hardball Harge. And the Patrick Davis is at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. All right. Got a couple of NFL news notes and nuggets we got to get to. And then we'll talk about Sean Payton making $18 million a year. Yeah, that's the number that's been thrown out there. Whew, I think that makes him the second highest paid coach in the league, right? I think it makes him probably the first. But Because yeah. I, I think Belichick makes more, right? I think Sean McVay was the only one who made more. Uh, I think Belichick's supposed to make a lot too, but I don't know. I just, I'll have to look up my sources. Yeah, no, no, I don't exactly. I mean, I know Belichick made a lot. It's because it makes sense that Belichick makes a lot. But you're right, Sean McVay is probably in that conversation as well. But anyway, we'll get to that coming up here in a second. Let's talk first about uh, some of these NFL hires. There have been some moves made in the NFL. Oh, and before we do that, uh, let's hit a Super Bowl preview. Now, we're not breaking down the Super Bowl like we're going to be doing it later on this week. We'll be hitting it from every different angle. Um, but we do have a sponsor for our Super Bowl previews and the Horns. Uh, it's our big game coverage. Oh, sorry. Remember, big they're sponsored. Game. It's big game coverage. I apologize. Big game coverage. <laughs> My bad. Hit us with the big game coverage promo. Hit the Horns big game coverage is brought to you by Texas Truck and Trailer, located in Leander on Crystal Falls Parkway and in Northeast Austin at I-35 and Runberg. Call Texas Truck and Trailer at 512-528-6038. That's 528-6038. All right, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have activated their running back, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, off of injured reserve Monday, um, and they put wide receiver McCole Hardman on IR. So he is going to miss uh, the big game, and it looks like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who was dealing with a high ankle sprain since week 11, I think after that against the Chargers, he is now going to be available. And, man, one thing I will throw out there, because I've been doing a little bit of a breakdown about this matchup between the Chiefs and the Eagles, there's, to me, only one real storyline that I think is going to determine this game. And it's more of a macro one than a micro one, so it's not very specific. But if you look at every positional breakdown and matchup in this game between Philly and Kansas City, Philly has every advantage except quarterback and head coach. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. I mean, O-line, D-line, I'm with secondary, you. wide receiver, tight end. I take that back. Head coach, quarterback, and tight end. Okay. 
All right, so we'll, I'll give Kelsey his props. Oh, yeah. All right, because Kelsey deserves that. But am I missing anything? Isn't that just the three? But those three, head coach, <laughs> quarterback, and tight end, I mean, that may be all Kansas City needs. That's what they've been getting by with the entire time. Yeah. So when you brought up the Markella Hardeman being out, I mean, it, it does suck because it takes away that deep threat yeah, to stretch the field a little yeah, bit. So I, I could see where that can be uh, a part that's broken up. But to your point, you know that Kelsey's going to get the ball, and he still gets the ball. I know that would be my concern with the Eagles, that they're so good on the outside with Bradbury and with all-pro Darius Slay yep. that they'll say, you know what, man, Juju Smith-Schuster and Kadarius Tony and Watson and Sky Moore, you know what, we'll be man-to-man on those guys. Yeah. We doubling Kelsey on every down, on every play. We're, We're taking bracketing him. Away. him. Yeah, We're going to do everything. You can, if you beat up one-on-one on the outside, our all-pro yep. corner versus Juju, yep. go ahead. Yep. All right, and the best pass rush the NFL has seen in what five, six years. Yeah, you put up one some of the big best numbers. pass rushes in the yep. history of the NFL. Yep. You know what? We're gonna bank on our pass rush getting there before you can actually exploit the wide receiver DB one on one matchup. Which, by the way, you may not have an advantage in because your wide receivers they aren't stellar. No, they're just average. Yeah, they're just jacks. Yeah, to your point. I mean, you sit there and you look and try to figure it out, and you're like. How is this going to work defensively for you? I, when I look at the the film on on the Eagles defense, this may you talked about the rush and the outside. Their linebackers and up the middle aren't that bad either. No, they're legit. They fly to the football. Mm-hmm. But to your point, Patrick Mahomes may not have that much time to get the ball out of his hands because they get to the quarterback. They do. They get to the quarterback and they get there quickly. From all angles. Hassan Reddick, we don't talk about him enough. No, well, Shano should have been talking about him more before that game, too. <laughs> exactly. Shano didn't talk about him enough. Either. Exactly. Didn't game plan <laughs> enough to keep that dude out of there. Uh yeah. It just I have been doing I've been breaking down the match. I mean, of course, like I said, as we get closer to to the big game, we will uh dive further and further down that rabbit hole. But there's a lot of things right now that I'm looking at that have me leaning toward the Eagles. Yeah. It just like I like I said, it. It, but quarterback. And head coach and tight end, that may be all the advantage that, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs need in this matchup. And one thing I'll, I'll throw out there, too, I did this is a little nugget, and then we'll okay. move on to some other stuff because I know we're not going to talk Super Bowl here this early. Um, but here's a little nugget. So the last time a team had uh, four rookies starting in the Super Bowl on defense. Hmm. Actually, I take that back. Just four rookie DBs. So last time a team, because the Chiefs have four rookie DBs. They play a lot with Trent McDuffie, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, and Brian Cook. Uh, the 81-49ers had three with Ronnie Lott, Eric Wright, and Carlton Williams. Boy, Williamson, sorry. Williamson. I remember him. <laughs> you old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you old. Uh, the only other super, <laughs> only other team to start two rookie DBs in the Super Bowl were the 2016 Falcons, Keanu Neal and Brian Poole. The only other team besides the 1981 Niners to play four rookies in the uh, in the Super Bowl was the 2001 Rams, mm. but only Archuleta was a starter. So they got starting rookies. Archuleta, that's right. They got starting rookies in their secondary versus arguably the 
best wide receiving duo in the league. Yeah. That's a concern. And, by the way, the Super Bowl, you haven't seen a lot of that. Like I said, the 81-49ers last time, you got to go back to a, a team with four rookie DBs as primary, primary players. Primary players. So even in the rotation, they're not all starters. they got three rookie DBs that are starters, but still. Yeah. Still crazy. Well, you got to exploit them, man, right? You got to exploit those those rookies. You got to try Definitely. to figure out a way to make that happen. So I, I'm, I'm excited for this game, believe it or not. I think this is going to be a very entertaining Super Bowl. It should be. Just because of the, the characters that are involved in it. I think we're going to figure out some guys that are going to be household names as well. There's a lot of guys that uh, a lot of people don't know across the country because they don't follow them. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start to see it. And one of them, again, is Hassan Reddick. I love what you said about Bradbury on the defensive he's end. A G, he's, man. he's deep over there. I mean, mm-hmm. he got, he provides it. And Fletcher Cox, this is another opportunity for Fletcher Cox and Ndamukong Sue to make that big run again. They're right? so deep. I know. They're so deep on and the D-line. it keeps coming at you. It keeps <laughs> coming at you. I mean, they got, I think they got, they got four guys that got double-digit sacks on yeah. that de- defensive front, and that's not even talking about guys like Nadama Kingsu and Linville Joseph and Fletcher Cox. Yeah. They're just they're, they're extremely deep on the defensive front. All right, uh, we'll talk more about the big game, and uh, thanks to our good friends, uh, Texas Truck and Trailer, for sponsoring our big game coverage right here on 104.9 The Horn. All right, uh, here's some other NFL news notes and nuggets. Ijiro Evero, remember he was the defensive coordinator yep. for the Broncos. He has now been hired as the new defensive coordinator for the Panthers. Um, and he was a fast riser, too. He's actually getting some head coaching uh, consideration as well. But he's going to be the new defensive coordinator for the Panthers. And remember the Panthers, at one point, before they hired Frank Reich, they were considering hiring Steve Wilkes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the 49ers are interviewing Steve Wilkes, potentially to be their new defensive coordinator. So they might like them. I like Steve Wilkes. I, I he, like him. I think he's a, yeah. He did a hell of a job with the op, with the situation that he had in in Carolina, which was interesting to me because they ended up hiring Frank Reich as the head coach, and the fact that he's from Carolina, North Charlotte, North Carolina. It's wild. Has been there, done it all, and he's a hometown guy, and you don't want to keep him around. And you saw what he did when you didn't have any players around him. That was amazing to me. They played inspired football. Yes, they did. When they didn't have any good players. Well, well, they they did. They did. Insulting good players. They they didn't have any great players. Right. A lot of good players, not great players, though. Because they had traded them away. Yep. (laughs) That's the whole point. Um, So now, no quarterback. Yeah, so I'm not going to sell Deontay Foreman and Chuba, and Chuba Hubbard. They did a good job there, but, man, they they made they did more with less. I think it's fair mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, I mean, for the fact that they traded away their starting running back and cut their starting quarterback and then gave him the team and he did better. Yeah. Right. That's, that's that's pretty hard to do. After yes. firing the coach and everything, yeah. too. Yeah, it's, pre- it's amazing. And how many quarterbacks they used? Three or four? Yeah. Four that season, four right? Four that season. went four. Yeah, because yeah, remember crazy. they got my man P.J. Walker. They had Baker, Baker Mayfield, Mayfield uh, Sam, Sam, Sam Darnold. And they, I thought they Corral, had – Corral didn't no, play this Corral season because he there got there hurt. was another guy. They had another quarterback. Yeah. They, played they with did four have another one. It was another – I can't yeah. remember who it is right now. But you're right. That's It's a phenomenal job he did. And I think Shano would be smart to bring on Steve Wilkes, actually. Yeah. Um, the Saints expected to hire uh, Browns D.C., former Browns D.C., I should say, Joe Woods as their defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I guess he actually spent. Oh man, he's been around. Joe Woods has been around a lot. Yeah, actually. he's been around the game. Quite yeah, a bit. He, he bounces around a lot more than you think for a guy that you know has has a a pretty good reputation in the NFL. But he's going to be the Saints' new defensive coordinator. And I mean, with 
Coach uh, Allen there, I mean, he's a defensive guy too. So right. he knows what he's doing hiring uh, Joe Woods. Also, uh, it's, it's reported that the Steelers, former Steelers linebackers coach and senior defensive assistant for the Steelers, uh, is now going to be hired by the Vikings as their defensive coordinator. So Brian Flores will now be the defensive coordinator for the Vikings. He was, like I said, formerly the Steelers linebackers coach and their senior defensive assistant. That is a damn good hire, too, yeah. for Kevin O'Connell. I mean, everybody knows Brian Flores can coach some defense. His issues were... Not about management and the controversy with the Dolphins and the allegations that ownership were trying to give him to throw the season. Yep, now he's got yep. the lawsuit, discrimination lawsuit against the NFL. So it's usually stuff that's got nothing to do with his prowess as a coach. That's pretty comeback to haunt him. But as a defensive coordinator, I think Brian Flores is one of the best in the league. Yeah, so I'm with you on that. And I've always been a big fan of his because he is one of those guys that every time you see him, and he, the way he coaches his team, he gets the most out of them. Remember, mm-hmm. even when he was doing the, um, even when he was with the 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 Dolphins, he wasn't trying to tank. No, his team was playing hard for him, and he was bringing it every single time. And those are the things that I continue to look at and say, that guy's a damn good coach, and his defenses was always putting it on people. Yeah, I like Brian Flores as a yeah. coach, so I think that's a good move by yeah. Minnesota. I'll say probably my favorite coach out of the Belichick coaching tree. Brian Flores? Oh, I mean, I agree. I, Bill O'Brien may have a better record as a head coach. I will say Brian Flores is probably my favorite. As an NFL coach, that's a good point. I mean, it's hard to argue because uh, they haven't had a lot of success from that Bill Belichick coaching tree. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, I think, has been the most successful NFL coach from that, from that Belichick coach tree. Some people want to put Vrabel on that coaching tree, but Vrabel never coached under Belichick, yep. just played yep. under Belichick. Yep. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I digress. Getting back to it, I, I like that hire by them as well. Uh, let's get to this Sean Payton story uh, before we get to the next segment. Next segment, we're going to talk some Kyrie Irving being traded to the Mavs. But Sean Payton, it's official now. It was reported by Pro Football Talk that he would make between 16 to uh, $20 million. They just didn't know exactly where he would land in that range. Well, Peter King, in his latest uh, Monday uh, morning quarterback, or Football in America, actually he's done with Morning Morning Quarterback, Football in America column, he pointed out that $18 million per year is the number that his sources are telling him that Sean Payton will be uh, locking in for his new contract, I believe over five years? That's a the lot Broncos. of money, man. That's a lot of money, but, and, but they give up a lot of money and a lot of picks. Remember, yes. they're going all in with Russell Wilson because they gave up, they basically mortgaged their future for Russell Wilson, and I, I agree with the move. You've put so much into Russell Wilson, cash and draft capital. You need to bring in someone who's going to help you revive his career or help you maximize that investment, and that's why, yeah, you got to you know, double down, if you will. Some would say throwing good money after bad, but you got to trade the draft capital to get Sean Payton, uh, who was the most coveted coach in this coaching carousel. And also, you got to pay the man straight cash, homie. Yep. So he's also now one of the highest paid coaches in the NFL, too. What do you think his biggest? I mean, he he's earned it. I, he's been. I didn't realize he was with the Saints for fifteen years. Two thousand six, right? I mean, it, yeah. I didn't realize he was with them long that time, long. Man. Long time. And with all the 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 situations with Bounty Gate and everything else that was involved. But when you look at what his goals are going to be at the uh, Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson, what are you most looking forward to finding out about them? 
about uh, their relationship. What's going to happen? Sean Payton yeah. and Russell Wilson? Yeah. One thing he already said I thought was interesting, they asked him would Russell Wilson be allowed to bring in his own private coaches like he did last season, and Sean Payton like, laughed and scoffed and was like, no. Yeah, that don't fly around Of course not. Here, you're not no. bringing in your own private co- I'm the coach. Right. It's my coaching. Hey, I'm not Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> yeah, basically, what he, he, he wanted to say that, but he didn't say that. Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just got traded a first-round pick for. <laughs> just yeah. going to tell you. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I think he yep. wanted to say, but he didn't. Did, did he did he rub his face with the ring on? Just <laughs> yeah. like ring, like, mm, I don't know. How yeah. you want to talk about this right here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I think listen, I I don't I don't know if he's gonna it's gonna be a success. I believe it is gonna be a success. We, I've talked about this before. You know, if you become you know a kind of known for being a quarterback guru or someone who can bring out the best in quarterbacks, no matter where you are. And Sean Payton does have the reputation from Drew Brees, but also what he did without Drew Brees right. with the Saints when Drew Brees had injuries and what he did with Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater. He's a guy known for getting the best out of quarterbacks. And like I said, this these day, this day and age, that makes you a made man in the NFL. He MacGyvered the quarterback yeah. position. Yeah, that's what Sean McVay did. Sean yeah. McVay turned Jared Goff into a Super Bowl quarterback and everybody went, he's a, he's a god. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. There's no way to Look at it. He's, he's, he's a football guy. No, he's just a damn no, good coach, yep, and he's yep. better at evaluating, developing quarterbacks than most. Remember Bill he's Walsh? He's a problem solver. Yeah, remember what Bill Walsh yep. famously said? He said, Listen, very few people can evaluate the quarterback position, and even fewer can coach it. And I think yep. that's truer and truer every day. Sean Payton's one of those rare souls that I believe can do both evaluate yep. it and can coach it. Yeah. And I would agree with you on that. And this is going to be a big challenge for him. The the interesting part about how he's going to work with Russell, I think that's already been taken care of because he just let you know, no, that don't fly here. But then the the coordination with these wide receivers, because yes, you can babe. see you can see certain players being from his uh, New Orleans Saints days, if you really think about it. You look at the big wide receiver. What was his name? Um, Which one, uh, for them? For For – for Denver? No, when he was with uh, the Saints. His oh, big, Michael Thomas. No, not the other one before him. Oh, wow. Oh. Number th- he wore number 12. He was a big wide yes. receiver. Oh. I think his name was Michael something, uh, I think I if I'm not mistaken. About. But yeah. anyway, he about. fits Cortland Sutton. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Marcus Colston. Colston. Colston, that's it. Great job. So you put Cortland Sutton as him. Because he's a big, powerful wide receiver. I like that. Then you bring in some of the other positions and the other wide receivers that he had, and that's Hamler, and that's Judy. So you have your guys that can fit your system. They just got to adjust to the system. I, I think you. I think you made a great point. I love that comparison. And yeah, looking at this head coaching salaries, Pro Football Network. This is from them. So if they got it wrong, blame them. They say Belichick is the highest paid at twenty million. Yeah, I've seen that now. I yeah. see that one that he signed that in 2022 December. Unless I was looking at was before he signed his new. Yeah. Program. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And Sean McVay, they got Sean McVay beneath Pete Carroll here on this. Yeah, I've list. I've seen Sean McVay's thrown around between 18 and 14. I think, so. Pete, I think he's more than 14. I bet mean, he's closer to 16 or 17. I mean, especially if he came back for another year. Yeah, I think that one might be a little low. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and something tells me that Sean Payton basically said, "I want to be." The second highest paid coach behind Belichick because they, they basically told him we can't justify paying you more than Belichick. Yeah, yeah we're we giving up the picks, just, right? and I'm sure I'm can't sure they're like, that. look, we'll renegotiate in a couple years if you get us to a Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. We're fine we're renegotiating gladly, if yeah. you get us where we want to go. Great point, but you got to get us there first. Yeah, get us there, and then we'll go. Andy Reid's underpaid. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. yeah. And the reason I'm making twelve mil a year, that's on he's underpaid. Yeah, because because Patrick Mahomes got all that money. Nah, that's they true. They gave it to Patrick. I guess he's probably yeah, <laughs> he's probably got some incentives though yeah, that are sure. like built into the contract Super about Bowl getting champion to, yeah, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, so I bet he's got a nice incentive uh, laden deal there. And John Harbaugh's at twelve million too. Okay. Josh McDaniels got a nice deal. He's at ten million. Yeah. Got a good. I'm sure that they're Shadow's real happy million. about that, huh? Shadow's at 10 oh, I think million Sean's too. actually. I think uh, Kyle might have been boosted a little bit too. Oh, uh, okay. Recently, yeah. Well, he should be yeah. 10 million. Well, I mean, 10 million is sufficient. But Josh McDaniels making 10 million, I'm Shadow. I'm like, hey, yeah, I come on, bring Josh me McDaniels that. can't make the same amount of players. Y'all know this, okay? <laughs> so y'all need to pay your boy, yeah. man. Hey, man, remember when I was playing in a championship game with a four-string quarterback? <laughs> exactly. Christian McCaffrey was about to be playing quarterback for me? Oh, yeah. Pay me, please. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, all right, there's a couple of NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Let's get to the big story in sports. Kyrie Irving is now a Mav. Will it work? We don't know. My man Patrick said this would happen. But then Hart said it wouldn't work when it did happen. So we'll see. We'll Never lost. <laughs> we'll come back and discuss it <laughs> right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful. Not knowing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hush not child. Where's Buggy Godbo? And where's he holding? Uh, so it's some B and E stuff going on here. It uh, is smooth soul Monday. I know. Uh, what is this? The second hour opening. This is the second hour. This is the yep. seventh. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I am a faithful B and E listener. I'm so sure a lot I. of you out there are as well. So uh, I enjoy uh, this song a lot. But smooth soul Monday is the purpose of it right now. Man, Patrick doing a great job of soothing your soul, picking up your spirits with a little smooth soul Monday. You can be a part of the show. Spec text signs the best way to do it. Five one two three three seven three seven seven six. Hardball Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Uh, and my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Uh, I believe uh, Patrick's the one that just told me this, um, and then you might have known about it, Harge, but then I think Patrick might have told you as well um, that Texas baseball sold out of all their season tickets. Yep. Already. Already. Done. Before the season even started, they're, even, they're uh, done. They're not even ranked, are they? No. One one poll has them at 25. Man, but Texas baseball uh, fans excited. And they're they? ready for this team. It's a brand new team. They got their first, first taste of it this past yeah. weekend as the alumni game was played this past Saturday, and uh, it was a tie ball game, 4-4. They ended in a tie. Okay. so That's Ideally, when you're playing, yeah, you're playing yeah. against yourself, yeah. you like to end in a tie. Yeah, let's end in a tie, make everybody happy. <laughs> nobody so. won, nobody lost. That's right. There. Uh, all right, so I guess everybody's mm-hmm. excited about baseball season, and Harge is going to be uh, – you're going to be calling some baseball um, games pretty soon. I am going to be Actually, calling next, the games. Is that next week? Uh, yeah, the first series. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm going to be in Arlington for the State Farm Classic. Um, got a chance to talk to all the coaches today. We set up nice. all the interviews for next week, so I'll be interviewing all the coaches to get my pregame stuff and my prep 
ready mm. for the tournament. But yeah, I get to call all the Texas Longhorn baseball games. Oh, we got an insider on the show, baby. Exactly, baby. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Uh, all right, we're looking forward to that. That'll be right, at, right after the Super Bowl. It is you right after the Super work, Bowl. So. Nick, yep, right back on the grind. All right, so uh, that'll be fun. I'm in hard. It's going to be talking a lot of hardball with us, so uh, we can't wait for baseball season. Obviously, you can't wait as, you can't that's wait right. as well. That's, yeah, right. that's why you bought up all the tickets. So that'll be really <laughs> cool. All right, let's get to this Kyrie Irving story. Kyrie traded to the Mavs. From the Nets, uh, Dallas sent a uh, they sent Dorian Finney Smith and Spencer mm-hmm. Dinwiddie and a 2029 first round pick. Basically, 2029 that 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 player's in eighth grade now. Yeah, it's like a, they're basically trading an eighth grader, uh, a, a future eighth grader, seventh <laughs> grader, because my son is class of 27. Okay. Yeah, you go, so yeah, <laughs> I told I told DJ I said you might be that pick. You might exactly <laughs> just trading some middle school kid. Exactly. Uh, now he's going to Brooklyn. Yeah, he might be going to Brooklyn. <laughs> well, you might want to hold out then. <laughs> uh, and two second round picks to the Nets for Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris. Uh, there's also some talk my man Patrick brought up that maybe that could. This is not finalized. It is now finalized. It is now finalized. It is now finalized. Finalized. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. by the way, Kyrie, I just saw a video. He's in Dallas. Yep. Yeah, you know he was like that was so reported is he is he was super ready to get this done yeah. and move on. Well, he's always ready at the at the beginning I'm of aware. these I'm not, <laughs> transactions. Look. Then then something happens six eight months nine months a year in, and then he decides, you know what, I'm unhappy. No, mm-hmm. like I, look, I'm not being on Team Kyrie's always right. Just saying, <laughs> I know that he was ready to. He seems to be very excited to be a Maverick. Today. Yeah, <laughs> right. Today. Today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know by Friday. <laughs> Friday, he could be mad. But today, he seems happy to be a Maverick. <laughs> I dated some women like that. Today, she is happy. Tomorrow, I have no Not idea. So much. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, okay, you guys know the uh, the parable of the scorpion and the frog? Yes. Huh? Yes. I feel like, for those of you who don't know, I guess I should tell it quick. Uh, scorpion and the frog sitting on the shore of a pond or whatever. Uh, the scorpion is stranded because he's like, I can't get across. And the mm-hmm. frog's like, dude, I'll help you across the pond. Just jump. You know what you got to do? Mm-hmm. So basically, the, <laughs> basically the, 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 the frog says, listen, I can take you across the pond, but you can't sting me, man. And he's like, I'm not going to sting you. If I sting you, we're both going to sink. And we're both going to die. So that, essentially, that mutually assured destruction, that promise of that is why I won't sting you. So the frog says, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. He said, jump on my back, bro. I will take you across the pond. We all good. They get to the middle of the pond, and then the scorpion stings the damn frog. Mm-hmm. And they both start to sink. And the frog's like, bro, why'd you do that? Now we're both going to sink and die. And he's like, bro, I'm a scorpion. It's in my nature. It's who I am. It's what I do. Yeah. I hope that is not Kyrie Irving and the <laughs> Dallas Mavs. I'm praying that it's not. I'm praying that this he is not going to say, hey, man, I'm, a, I'm, not, I'm Kyrie Irving. Nope. It's in my nature. It's who I am. I am Kyrie River. I, I, I'm Kyrie Irving. I'm the river. <laughs> I am not the frog or the scorpion. I'm the river. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> but you get my point. Mm-hmm. I, the, but the Mavs are going all in here to a certain extent, and they're banking on, you know, I, I think most of this was done for Luka and less about the Mavs trying to forge a championship path and build a championship blueprint. It's more mm-hmm. about Luka needs to see us take a risk or gamble on him yep. and show him that we're willing to build around him, even though they had the Chris Porzingis thing that failed. And I think a lot failed of this miserably. failed miserably. Yep. I think it's just them once again making an effort saying, Luka, we'll do whatever it takes to build a champion around you. Whatever it takes. Yeah. If this is going to leave us SOL and he's going to you know, end up leaving in the offseason, that's fine. 
then we'll go find you another superstar. And right. that one leaves, we'll go find you another one and another one. That we will never stop building around you, Luca. So please, in 2026, when you have your <laughs> opt-out option, don't opt out. Yep. Yeah, because here's the deal. They're begging it, for it they're right begging now. For it. Yeah. Look, here's our bet, is that you will still be here in 2029. And if you are, that's a pick in the 20s. Because <laughs> right. as long as you're on our roster, right. that's a pick in the 20s. It is, you're right. So if, we, if you can stay here, then we don't need that pick anyway. And we'll give up more picks this offseason. We'll give up more picks right now. Because as long as you're here, those picks are not as valuable to us. Totally agree. But we got to keep you here. Right. Yep. And, and I'll tell you this about Kyrie, too. I know people may not get it. Kyrie Irving is going to sell a bunch of Mavericks jerseys. Oh, people for sure. love Kyrie Irving. And I know it sounds when you get into the sports world, people mm-hmm. hate Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Like in sports media and everything, they hate him. I'm telling you. Fans I went to that him, Spurs Nets too. game and I saw more yeah, you Kyrie that. Irving jerseys yeah, and signs <clears throat> for Kyrie. For kids. And kids holding yeah. up signs like, please sign my <clears throat> all of that. And you went, Really? Like I just wouldn't expect that, but he was, mm-hmm. and I've been to a lot of games in my life, and there's very few players that have that impact that aren't the guy on the team. Like Kevin Durant, you expect to have more jerseys there than Kyrie. Kyrie had way more jerseys. Now, Kevin Durant wasn't there, mm-hmm. so that may have altered it, but Kyrie Irving, huge following. So there is something to be said of you're going to have a very marketable one-two punch as well. Yeah. Oh, you definitely got the market. Yeah, the market value is there for both of those guys. Mm-hmm. My main thing is I'm trying to figure out how they're going to coexist Clutch time in the game. Is Kyrie going to be the one that's going to try to take the shot, or is it going to be the other way where he's getting a dish from Luka? Because now it's going to be a big challenge for Luka, too, Mm -hmm. because now he doesn't have to be that guy. We've seen Kyrie make huge shots to win games, uh, to win championships, actually. So is is Luka willing to relinquish that? Because with the team he had before – there was nobody else to pass it to that felt comfortable besides Jalen Brunson. But yeah. remember when we were talking about it and you were giving the stats last year, Rod, about the dominance of when Luka has the ball in Jalen Brunson yeah. as well, which yeah. is why Jalen Brunson was like, you know what, I've created this for myself. I've given myself to be a star. I'm going to New York and take the money because I don't have to fight for this anymore. Julius Randle is the only player that he really has to battle for the ball, but they work well together so far. It's a good point. Yeah, I mean, we don't know how uh, Luca and Kyrie are going to work together, but because Luca has historically high usage rates, mm-hmm. he's, he's hovering nearly thirty nine percent right now, which yep. is really high. And Patrick brought it up. You do need to start trying to rest Luca some during the season. Load management. I know people hate that term, but you need to make sure that he's got fresher legs for the postseason mm-hmm. run that you're going to make inevitably because he's just that talented. And and Kyrie Irving helps you with that. And Kyrie Irving also, in terms of ISOs, he's right now statistically the best, one of the best ISO players in the league. Look at points per possession and isolation plays. He's at 1.28. That's leading the league. He's at 55.8% shooting percentage on isolation plays. That's the best in the NBA. And when he drives to the bucket, we know that Luka, in terms of drives to the bucket, is probably the most effective, efficient players Mm -hmm. in in NBA history, actually. Uh, And now you got another one. You get drives per 36 minutes. Kyrie Irving, he's around 10.5. Spencer Dinwiddie was around 11, so he actually had more drives per 36 minutes than Kyrie Irving, but field goal percentage on drives to the basket. Kyrie Irving, 60%. Right. And Dinwiddie was at 49%. So I think on the court, I actually have I have less 
worry and concern about this working on the court. I think on the court, he's exactly what they need. They need a playmaker and a ball handler. Now, I think offensively, they may end up being the best offense in the league with Christian Wood, Kyrie Irving, and Luka. Defensively, all three of those guys are liabilities. Yep. So you may end up with the worst defense in the league, but the best offense in the league when those three guys are on the floor. I think that's how they're trying to win now. They, they're basically banking on Jason Kidd's defensive prowess as a coach to give them a defensive edge in games. Well, I don't know how he's going to pull out defensive <laughs> prowess on some of these guys that don't even care about defense. That's fair. <laughs> that's, I mean, he's going to be fair. able to line them up, but if they don't go out there and play at the top at, at the top of their level, I don't know how that's going to work. I think it can work, and I do believe that Jason Kidd will bring the best out of them. Y'all talked about it. Jason Kidd was his favorite player, was, was uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kyrie Irving's favorite player so I'm hoping that he will be open to listening when he was in Brooklyn he didn't want to listen to Steve Nash because he thought he was better than Steve Nash he won't listen in Boston that, that's true no I will say <laughs> but I will say true. when you had him and Harden and Duran on the floor they were winning games like yep. they played well together exactly when he played with LeBron James he played really well with LeBron James yeah so off the court I think clouds a little bit of what he does mm-hmm. on the court mm-hmm. because he is one of the worst teammates off the court you could ever have but on the court he's a great teammate and so I think it clouds the other one over is you're like, well, you can't walk in the locker room and, and yell at somebody and then threaten to quit and do all this stuff and then go on the court and pass the ball well. But he does because yep. he's just a weird enigma of a guy. He really is. But he man. does – he has always really played well with others. It's why the Lakers really wanted him because there's very few guys you can go, hey, we're going to add another star to AD and LeBron, and he could play really well with them. He So hmm. the, them playing together, I agree with Rod, on the court, this seems like it can work. Yep. The problem is you've got a long way to go to get to the end of the year, mm-hmm. and is he going to be able to, like, health-wise stay on the court and mental health-wise stay on the court? Yeah. I, 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 man, the NBA drama is just awesome. Like, <laughs> right, right, right around time for the NFL season to end, you just get these great storylines in the NBA. And, yeah, half the, half the NBA fans think it's going to be a disaster. And half the NBA fans think, you know what? It could work out. I don't think anybody knows. And I'm going to be here for every second of it. Yeah, yeah buddy. It's going to be really, really <laughs> oh, interesting. You're going to watch Mavs fans in the crowd like, do we wait, do we like him exactly. now? Yeah. Oh, he's hitting threes. Okay, maybe. I mean, oh, I don't know. I know and people are bringing up that, you know, I mean, Mark Cuban is Jewish. And obviously you had the incident where he supported an anti a movie that was perceived as being yeah. anti-Semitic and all that kind of stuff. So that was a lot to work through. It was a lot of drama. Um, but that's what the NBA is about. They like TNT. They love the drama. All right, we come back. We'll wrap it up. Put it in the oven right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 Horn. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Yes, right into the outro because, uh, yeah, it's going to be a quickie for us. I do want to thank my man Patrick. Thank my man Harge as well. Tonight, Texas basketball, that's on. That's right. That's on the docket for all of us. 7.30 pregame right here on 1049 The Horn. 8 o'clock going to be the first tip. My man Craig Way, the voice of Longhorns, and Eddie Orrin on the call. Remember the revolution when I be telling us to talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.